Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, where we really believe that marketing strategy should be delivered in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball. And Allison Carter. And today, we're going to talk about the economy. I don't know why I'm here when the government shut down. I thought it was like a snow day. That's why I was late. Yeah. Now, there is the possibility that the government will be back at work by the time this particular program airs, but there's another financial crisis looming as well. Yeah, we got another two weeks, so you know, that's fun. So, as a small business owner, there is a temptation when this happens to completely bury your head in the sand. Yeah, I actually already saw this with a client uh, yesterday. He was already telling me that he's seeing a lot of people pulling back, trying to cut their expenses, and that uh, they're expecting the next year to be a little rough and rocky. And so, what we thought we would talk about today is, I think, something that's a, a sort of a timely message is, if we are going to roll into another down cycle, as a business owner, what do you do? What do you do to get ready? Um, what kind of marketing do you do in a down economy? Um, how do you survive the roller coaster? I would say the first and most important thing is you have to keep spending money. That is a hard pill to swallow as a business owner, but I will tell you that I, I totally agree with you. In actually spending money as your competitors are pulling out of the market is a huge benefit. And it makes your dollar go farther. You are, you're not competing suddenly with 10 or 12 people for space. You may be competing with one or two other for share of mind. You might even be able to get deals from uh, companies who are struggling to fill advertising space or marketing companies who uh, need to fill some billable hours. Absolutely. So first thing is, I think that you do need to look at where you're spending money and make smart decisions, but completely zeroing out your marketing line during a down cycle is a huge mistake because it's really hard to recover. And, and uh, one thing I was going to say on that, in the short run, you won't notice the difference. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen this in large companies and small companies. Because marketing and advertising has a residual effect. Mm -hmm. Long after you pull back, your stuff is sort of still out there. And so in the short run, you pull out, you stop spending the money, everything is great. You think, okay, I can do this. By the time you figure out that you need the marketing, you've really slid into a hole that may take you twice as long to get out of. Yeah, so rather than cutting all of your marketing, what you really need to do is examine each part of it more rigorously. Maybe during a, a better economy, not that we've had like a great economy for my working career, but during a better economy, you can afford to do some ego-driven marketing. And what are those kinds of things? For many, though not all businesses, that might be something like a billboard with your face on it. That might be something like a TV commercial. That might be any number of things which make you feel good and make you feel important, but when you stop and look at your marketing, aren't actually bringing in customers. That's, that's the key in any economy, good or bad. You need to be measuring the results of your marketing, mm -hmm. and you need to be holding your marketing accountable. Now more than ever, this becomes really critical to be paying attention and looking at, is this marketing delivering results? And if not, 
then you know you can either a take that money to your to the bottom line and use it to pay expenses if you have fewer sales or you can reallocate it into the stuff that's actually working because you're not if you suddenly pull back all of your marketing and sit in a dark hole how are people ever going to find you again and so your sales will decline so you'll look for more it, it becomes this vicious cycle mm -hmm. You cut back marketing, you lose sales. You lose sales, you cut back marketing, mm -hmm. and you sort of cycle your way down and completely out of business. It's really a chicken and egg kind of thing. It, it is, you know, there are all sorts of metaphors mm -hmm. um, for that, but the bottom line is those two, those two elements are tied together. The other thing that in a down economy, and this is going to sound a little crazy, um, you really need to take a hard look at your clients. Mm -hmm. And it sounds crazy when business is slow that you look at which of your clients you trim. But one of the things that as you grow, you pick up a client that maybe you do a project for that's outside of your core. Mm -hmm. And maybe you've hired people to do some of those or provide some of those services. Mm -hmm. You need to really be looking at the productivity of all of your offerings and decide if we're going to go into the next year as a lean, mean fighting machine, mm -hmm. where do we really need to focus? What kind of customers do we really need to be working at? Um, and you also need to be improving your processes. You do. Processes are critical in increasing those efficiencies and making it possible for you to take on more clients should the opportunities arise. And also just uh, decreasing your costs on each individual client while increasing your profits. Okay, so now I'm going to say something that maybe sounds a little bit contradictory. Um, sometimes going into uh, a down economy, it is a time to look for change. Mm -hmm. It's easy when you are rocking and rolling and you have a steady stream of business to keep doing what you've always done because it kind of works. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to shake things up because what you've done just isn't there anymore. No, I think that makes perfect sense. I think that there's a difference between taking calculated risks, taking that pause to look long-term at the market, the way things are headed, with the probable trends look down down the road, and making sure that you're ready to take advantage of them. And I think that sometimes when we are really busy, there, there's no time to do that. So as you're looking at um, a changing economy, watching your competitors, looking at what kind of moves they're making, what products are they moving towards and what products are they moving away from. Not necessarily to copy them, because no one's saying that they have all the answers. I think it's more important, rather, you have to look at your competitors, of course that's important. I think it's more important to look at your customers and your audience and your prospects and see what directions they are moving in. And of course, the solution that they need might not be out there yet. So really what you need to be looking at, what new pain points are arising because of this economic situation and how can you take advantage of those? I think that's probably the real key is rolling into a down market is a wonderful time to start surveying your clients and looking at not how they feel and are they worried about the economy, but asking what kind of changes are they going to be making? Where are they seeing gaps mm -hmm. in what they're doing and what they need to be doing? And then 
back up, take half a day, take your staff off site, and do some serious planning. It really can be a gift if you look at it in the right way. It may be hard for a lot of business owners to embrace the idea that a down economy is a gift, but whether you see it as an opportunity or or the opposite, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, you do not have the option of burying your head in the sand and be behaving like an ostrich, assuming it'll all go away if you don't look at it. If you want to succeed coming out of this economy, you've got to have a plan. I think another thing that we need to touch on just real briefly is the other major change that has happened today that affects many small business owners, which is the opening of the Affordable Care Act marketplace. I, I have to tell you, and, and I don't necessarily want to bridge over into politics, I think, it's, I, I think it's a wonderful thing to begin separating insurance from employment mm -hmm. and to create a situation, it's going to be both good and bad for employers. For employers that have never offered health insurance, being able to have something that they can make available to their employees with perhaps some support, I think is great. I think it's going to shake up a lot of big companies because many of them have held on to employees who stay because of insurance. Mm -hmm. I think in a way, um, Accessibility to insurance is going to make employment in smaller businesses more attractive. Mm -hmm. But I think that whether you love the Affordable Care Act or think that it is the worst thing since something bad like sliced bread, uh, it's coming. It's happening. Uh, one way or another, it's going to be here and you have to be ready for it and to either bear those costs or make adjustments or whatever you have to do because it will be the law and you need to be doing that long road planning we were talking about to make sure that you're ready for it. Um, we were fortunate our accountant uh, sent us some notes and some forms that we needed to tack, cut a review, make available. You know, we've made a decision um, at Roundpeg to cover the insurance of our employees. Mm -hmm. That probably is a little bit different from a lot of companies our size. Um, that was an important priority for me. Um, but if that was not part of our plan, um, there are changes that we do have to be aware of. Just like um, you know, when the IRS tax code changed with regard to 1099s a year ago, mm -hmm. it changed how we filed our paperwork. And, and you have to know the rules. Um, this isn't a tax advice show. I'm not going to tell you whether you should uh, fund your employees' insurance or put them in the pool. But again, you cannot be sitting around with your head in the sand assuming that this is going to go away. It's already the law of the land. In one form or another, it, it's going to be here. Can you imagine when they first implemented Social Security and <laughs> what that must have done to employers? Oh my gosh. You know, just the whole idea that on top of your salary, I was going to have to contribute mm -hmm. to a retirement fund, whether or not mm -hmm. I had one. Um, and also on the other side of it, this idea that workers mm -hmm. suddenly saw money coming out of their paycheck that they wouldn't see for 20, 30, 40 years. Ever. <coughs> Ever. 
Um, you know, uh, so far, despite all predictions to the contrary, the Social Security fund is still there. You talk to me when I'm 65 and a half. <laughs> all right, we'll have another conversation then. But, you know, uh, you're right. I think um, uh, this is different than some of the other changes, I think, because it definitely will shake at the core more small businesses. Right, but I think that ultimately... The only thing constant in any small business is change. It's been that way since Social Security was implemented back during the Depression. It's going to keep being the way. It's you who's got to roll with the punches. It, uh, it is, and um, I think, you know, if you're going to step into this idea of being a business owner, you've got to be prepared for the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody once asked me what it was like, and, and I said, well... Um, it's either the rush of a lifetime where it's going to make you sick to your stomach. But it's going to do one of those two things. Life's hard, wear a helmet. <laughs> if you have found today's ramblings on the economy interesting, valuable, or fun, we'd love to hear your comments. Um, and if you'd like to learn more about marketing and business, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of more than a few words. Thanks for listening.